0: Tgif, Browns fans! It is Friday, September thirtieth. This is your daily dog take. It is the last day of September. I can't believe where the month right. of September is gone, man. It is we yeah. are flying right through. It's it, hey, we're having fun when we're talking football, right? right. Uh, joined again by Trey from Falcons underscore ATV. Uh, it's around the block, right? Around the block That's is right. yeah. yep, the around the block and uh, in the new millennium Falcon. Podcast, which is all the reason you need to go listen to it because right. they had a creative name, and I just said Daily Dog Takes. So here we are. We, just it is what it is, guys. If you want to check out the great people over at Homage and make great merch, I'll put it down in the in the comments below. You see me wearing it all the time. They have got the NFL Blitz, the Le- they got Blitz the League. That lineup, it's got the Nick Chubb. They have got. I can't remember actually who their Falcons one is, but they do have Falcons merch as well. They do have all of that stuff. Uh they got they got merch for the office, which is like my favorite thing. So like I need to go get me a shirt from that. I just haven't gotten there yet. But I'll drop some links in the in the comments or the description down below. Guys, if you want to support Network 216, we do have our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash network underscore uh, 216. We do the private Discord exclusive uh, merch giveaways, and then I do f- uh, film breakdowns each week that are private, uh, that are exclusive for the Patreon members. If you guys want to check that out. All right, man, let's dive into it. We talked Falcons offense yesterday. It's yesterday, let's talk the defense. Um, so this is a really interesting game, and you and I have kind of talked about this a little bit off air as well, but I think it's – it, an interesting situation where both offenses are playing relatively well and both defenses are playing, um, you know, yeah. and, and at times playing well, at times playing well, but also at times just kind of playing. So let's start. Uh, I always like to start, we started with the line yesterday. So let's start up front. Um, how's that? Let's start on the edges and then we work our way into the tackles. How's it look from the pass rusher uh standpoint are they struggling to get pressure and and when they are getting home who's getting home the most
1: yeah so you're looking at a um almost completely new uh edge rush group outside of uh ade ogundeji who uh was a draft pick from last season Mm -hmm. so right now we've got two rookies we've got arnold debaketti very high second round draft pick that the team traded up for Mm -hmm. big fan of the rookie he was able to get his first sack in the first game so you know was really happy he was able to to get it done right there he's been doing uh good getting a high pressure rate we're not really seeing him get back to the qb as much right now so you know kind of working through those growing pains uh, other rookie third round pick d'angelo malone out of western kentucky um Malone's an interesting one. We didn't see him week one; he was inactive, um, and then he's been active for the past two games. And I think we'll see him stay on the fifty-three for the rest of the year. Um, he's a guy that's probably more of a power uh, versus a speed rusher. I would say a Arnold Ebiketie, also know AK, within the fan base. Um, he's he's kind of more of a. He's got some tools. You know, he's got a good good pass rush plan. He's probably somebody that just needs to get a little bit more size on him right now. And then Lorenzo Carter, former UGA, big, big, big fan, uh, big fan of the fan base here. You know they they love their dogs um so he's somebody that his pass his uh his pass rush win weight wasn't looking too solid at the beginning but he's gotten home to the qb um he had a touchdown on special teams actually as well so you know he's making plays uh at times on the field so the edge rush group is uh is, is uh is really new and uh, still looking like you know they're kind of figuring it out
0: i i will say um that there could be a potential good matchup um, for uh, Epic uh, on the left side because when Jed Wills and Jed Wills has played, Jed Wills takes a lot of fire from this fan base um, because anytime you play left tackle in Cleveland, you're compared to Joe Thomas. So if you, it, 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 right, like that's, that's a fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not fair to anybody, but that it's reality. It's what the fan base does up here. And Jet is like, it had come out today, and I made sure to put it out there. And of course, I knew what I was doing when I tweeted, but ESPN had their uh, pass, you know, all their pass rush, win weight uh in the run win win rate i, I can't
1: that's a fun oh. thing to say isn't it i did I, the same thing i caught myself a win wait,
0: wait. <laughs> i'm like wait it's win. okay all right here we are like
1: elmer fudd um, over here yeah right? <laughs> that's what i feel like <laughs>
0: and i and i can't and i tried it and i love to bring the stat up so i do it all the time and i still yeah. i'm just like wow, wow so jed is second among tackles in the nfl and pass rush win rate or, i'm sorry passion pass block win rate mm. he's Second uh in, amongst tackles in the NFL, which was really interesting compared to the way some people talk. Now his run blocking has been less than spectacular. So, but when he has been susceptible to uh pressure and missed guys is these athletic guys that go on the inside. I mean, there's an opportunity there to the spin move to the inside where you fake going out, then you spin the yeah. inside, that gets jed a lot. He struggles with some of those from time to time. That is the one area. So that's a really interesting lineup to put, you know, to uh, match up there to where I think Ebiketti could, uh, I think he could capitalize a little bit, but, you know, you never really know because Jed does play pretty well, but that is, that is his weak spot. So into the inside, the defensive tackle, uh, which is where the Browns feel a lot better is against defensive tackles with those two guards. They feel pretty good there. And, and Ethan Pochich has been pretty good at center so uh overall i mean they're gonna be they got a tall task with the browns run game uh coming to town and that scheme is just <laughs> dude if you love offensive line play man they are fun to watch
1: so Nasty how, do feel, how
0: do you feel about that daunting task
1: yeah the daunting uh is, is definitely the right word you know grady jarrett uh is back to his all pro ways you know he uh he actually closed out the game Against uh, the Seahawks with a sack, um, you know he's he's really looking refreshed. He got paid, so you love to see guys that after they get paid, they look like they're still trying to get that next contract. Um, I would say, you know, th- another guy worth mentioning would be Taekwon Graham. Graham's second-year player out of Texas. He's really coming into his own. He's made a lot of strides, um, but outside of that. We just got some guys, um, you know, we have Anthony Rush, kind of a depth piece, nose tackle. You know, he's, you know, he was somebody that people were high on because he had a really good, he overachieved as an undrafted free agent last season, but this season it's, it's kind of looked like he's hit the wall. Um, another uh, undrafted free agent rookie we have this year, Timmy Horn, uh, really interesting story. Uh, guy's a, about a six foot five, 300 plus pound nose tackle. Um, and I mean, he's got some of the lightest feet I've ever seen, really hoping he can kind of put something together, but you know, the weakness of this team is definitely the interior. When you look past Grady Jarrett, um, they've, they've struggled against the run. And, you know, the D line as a whole has really struggled against the run. So that's definitely, you know, the matchup that I think, you know, if I was a Browns fan, I'd be really excited about the interior matchups because it's definitely going to be kind of in the Browns favor. And then, of course, you know, Nick Chubb back there as well is going to be able to take advantage of, I think, some of these defenders who, you know, just aren't really playing the run as sound as they should be.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll admit though, at least you got one defensive tackle. We have zero. Yeah. Anyway,
1: <laughs> I just I'm
0: fair. On, I am not high on that group. I, I hope Perrion Winfrey one day can be it. But uh,
1: oh, I wanted I gotta say real quick, Winfrey was my probably my biggest pre-draft crush. Loved Perrion Winfrey. I'm a big Big Twelve guy, so he's somebody yeah. that I've watched for a while. I really hope he's able to put it together because you know I've heard that there's been some kind of off the field or, you know, just non-football kind of related personal stuff going on. So, you know, hopefully it's rookie growing pains and he's able to get it together.
0: From from what I was told, or what I've heard from around, it, it sounds like just some immaturity things with being late. He was like showing up late, um, which, yeah, you got to figure out how not to show up late. But like yeah. that's that's not a big deal. Like that's not like, oh, my God, what you know what I mean? Like it's like, uh, yeah. yeah. Show up on time. And I'm sure Miles Garrett had some things to say about it. And and when, when he talks, most of the time, people <laughs> tend to listen because he's an alien. I would. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I'm listening. <laughs> so we'll go back to the linebacker room because I think um where a lot of the Browns run success is trying to attack some linebackers that might not be as athletic as the running backs are. Cause I think that they try to put a lot of one-on-ones with defensive backs and linebackers when it comes to this one, the run game, they try to, because, you know, they talk about this system, the way Stefanski runs his system with him and Bill Callahan is there's always one player that will be free in that guy's, and that's the running back's responsibility. And of course, Nick Chubb has forced more missed tackles uh, than 30 of the other NFL teams have forced combined. So uh, it, it's been really fun. 26, 26 forced missed tackles in three games. It's just, I've got his, I've got a helmet in, at my desk at work signed and it's, you know, most precious possession. So how do you feel about the linebacking room overall? Not just against the run, but against uh pass coverage as well.
1: Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think actually I, I would, I would say that the linebacking core is probably the strongest piece of this defense right now, which is a little bit of a surprise because, you know, kind of the common theme we're seeing here is new, new starters across the board. Uh, Michael Walker's the green dot wearer of the defense. Um, it's, he's third year player out of Fresno state. He's looked fantastic. Um, he's, he's somebody that had uh, a lot of pressure on him coming in because he's, He's taking over for uh, former Pro Bowler Deion Jones. So a lot of people uh, really weren't sure if this guy could really do it. Um, you know, he's been making plays, been getting key interceptions and turnovers, forcing fumbles. So love to see that from him. He's the better of the two in coverage as well. When it comes to the starting group, um, you know, he's able, you can trust him to be out there. He's in the nickel package and everything like that as well. Um, next to him is Rashawn Evans and Rashawn Evans has played within the P system before. So luckily him coming over and playing and being new to the team this year, You know you didn't really see him miss a beat he I think thrives in this kind of a defensive scheme he the dude just loves I've never seen somebody that looks like they love hitting pulling guards and tackles but he just looks like he loves doing it like has no problem being the guy to go up there and clean up so that somebody else can get the tackle um coverage is shaky though you know that's kind of always been his weakness you know since he that's you know he's a former first round pick um, so, you know, he's a guy that didn't necessarily live up to the hype of that pick. So he's somebody that I think the team doesn't want to necessarily leave out there too much to be a liability, but at times they've had to. The other thing is, you know, I talked about this the other day is the Falcons came out in a 2-5-4 defensive front against the Seahawks. Two-five-four edges stacked up in a 2-point stance on the end and then they put in rookie linebacker Troy Anderson. Troy Anderson is somebody that I am super excited. I didn't even think he'd be playing defensive snaps this early. You know, he's a guy that played quarterback, running back, outside linebacker and inside linebacker at Montana State. So he's played both sides of the ball. Um, And you can tell that he has it all up here. You know, if you're a former quarterback, you have to be able to digest the playbook. And it looks like he's done it enough to where he's won the confidence of Dean Pease, who notoriously hates playing rookies. He does not like playing rookies at all. Um, Anderson's still going through some growing pains. You you see the flashes. You see, you know, the 4-4 speed when you look at him out there, he's one of those guys where it's like miles Garrett. And you're just like, that dude's different. Like he, he dwarfs all of the other guys and he's 22. Like, you know, you just, you don't understand, you know, where where these kids come from or how, (laughs) how they're made like that. But you know, the linebacking group is very opportunistic. And I think, you know, they're really going to have to clean up their tackling. There's definitely been some instances of where they like to try and throw a big hit and not wrap up. That's not going to work against Nick Chubb. That's not going to work against Kareem Hunt. You're going to have to really hit these guys and you're going to have to wrap up and play solid fundamental defense. Um, And, you know, we'll, we'll see if they're up to the challenge.
0: Kareem Hunt. um, I, I, it was really funny because I, there was like the, for me and some other people in Cleveland, there was like this misconception that he was a scat back because that's kind of what they oh, did yeah. with him in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Uh, he just wants you. You talk about a linebacker that loves to hit a pulling guard. Kareem hunts a running back that loves to hit a linebacker. That yeah. dude, like he's like, oh, there's somebody to hit, and he's and it, it's it's fun. I think it's going to be a really fun matchup. I think overall, just I I, I just think this game's going to be fun. I I I like high scoring football games and teams trying to attack in different ways. And I just think it's going to be, I, I think there's two really good offensive minds coming into this game. And I'm really excited. I'm an offensive guy. I don't know if you can figure that out, but I'm very big. <laughs> offensive guy. So let's go to the corner. We all know what's at the top of that cornerback room. Um, it, it, uh, and good for you though, that he's not playing like the top of our cornerback room. Cause right now Denzel is playing like shit. Um, it, it,
1: he is. Here, but well, I right, okay. Baby. Oh, I was. I wasn't going to talk about Denzel.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Cornerback room floor is yours. Yeah. Let's
1: I, I... let's let's get into it. So I I actually caught some flack from some fans. You know, I got kind of tongue in cheek said, you know, after the first game that I put AJ Terrell on jag watch. So that's just a guy uh, really? for people who don't know and. You know, he gave up two touchdowns in the first game. Um, both were in the red zone, and it was it was just Jameis to Michael Thomas, Jameis to Michael Thomas, nothing he could do about it. In the Rams game, gave up a touchdown to Allen Robinson. It honestly looked like A.J. was peeking into the backfield a little too long, and he fell asleep, overreacted to the inside jab step, and then he, Robinson had the outside. Now, I will say A.J. bounced back played a beautiful game against DK broke up a huge touchdown in the end zone was was on him and he looked like he was back to his uh, all pro ways but you know he's got a really big challenge this week Amari Cooper um, is on fire right now He, he looks unstoppable and the guy across from AJ Casey Hayward um he looked old against seattle you know that you know and i you know tyler lockett still has it so you know that's a tough that's still a tough tough guy to cover but you know casey at times really didn't look like the guy that you were kind of hoping that he was going to be you know that being said he's cb2 for a reason you know he's he's still been solid um when you look at the nickelbacks you've got a couple of different options they've been rolling through the season right now so they have um we've got Alfred Hall, and I think that's been the primary two nickel corners so far, both very young. Uh, Alfred's from the Canadian Football League. So, you know, he was, uh, I think he was the defensive MVP or something like that. He's looked solid. You know, he's, he's looked nice, but probably hasn't been getting as much run as some of us had been hoping. Um, yeah, Eric Harris was playing nickel corner for some reason against the Rams, and then he didn't take, he had no snaps week one. They were like, hey, let's let's play him in the slot. There, we are only playing Cooper Cup, no big deal. Um, and then he didn't get a single snap on defense when we played Seattle. So I think the staff kind of learned their lesson very quickly there. Not sure why you would ever play a box safety as a nickel cornerback, but they said they wanted to run some more complicated coverages, and it definitely looked complicated for Eric Harris. I can say that.
0: Listen, I, I only laugh because these are like the same things we're saying about a lot of the Brown situations, like because you because you got these two massively blown coverages, a 75 yard touchdown against Baker Mayfield in week one, where there was nobody there. This the, the mm-hmm. beginning of them falling apart to the Jets. Was nobody was covering Corey Davis on a sixty six yard p- touchdown, and it's just like you've got it. And in both cases, one of the guys that was really close the the Corey Davis one was between Grant Delpit and Denzel Ward, and then on the other time it was between Grant Delpit and Greg Newsom. All in both quarters, first round picks, one paid of a, yeah. over $100 million. And then Grant Delpit was a very high second round, you know, top 10 of the of the second round. And, and it was like, people talk about what it was, the belief is that the Browns like to call two plays. Based on what the offense does, it's this coverage or this coverage. And in multiple times in the first couple of games, half of the defense was playing one coverage and the other half was playing it different so i understand the uh, complicated coverage resulting in defensive backs not looking great
1: so yeah. and you know what's weird i i think we might see this get broken today i don't know if you're a fan of secret base um they've been posting a stat now every week since uh i think since halfway through last season the atlanta falcons defense has not given up a play of over 40 yards dating back to the beginning of last season so it's very odd you know they they have these they're just they're getting gashed for 10 15 20 you're not seeing the big play i do think that if there was a team that could probably rip one off i think i could see nick chubb definitely having a, a big run this week so that's something interesting to watch so, you got, is there anything of note uh, back at the safety position before we
0: get the uh, overall wrap up this thing?
1: Yeah. So, um, Jalen Hawkins is a guy I think a lot of people don't really know about. He's from Cal. Um, you really don't hear much about Pac 12 defenders these days, I feel like. <laughs> um, and he's really coming to his own. He's a guy that I thought I was worried he might hit a wall this year. I thought he really overachieved last season. Um, his first year in Peas's Pisa system. Pease is notorious for asking a lot of his safeties um, and he's playing in that free safety position. So, you know, that's a guy that um, has to be the eyes, you know, the, the field general, if you will. So, um, He's somebody that's been playing really good that everybody's really excited about. And then Richie Grant. Richie Grant was the high second-round draft pick last year. A lot of Falcons fans were very disappointed with Richie Grant's season. He hardly played. When he did play, he was playing nickel and not playing safety. And basically what had happened was Richie is supposed to play what within dean pease's system is basically this hybrid do it all safety role richie's playbook is much bigger than you know a majority of the teams and we had a lot of injuries at the nickel cornerback position last year so he had to get pulled away and play there uh richie sealed the game he had uh the pick on gino that ended up uh ended up finna finally closing it out and he's somebody that you know the guy just seems to make things happen you know he he even as a rookie when people were disappointed he was forcing fumbles on special teams and getting the ball back that way you know he's he's somebody that's electric and um you know i i think i'm excited to see him grow uh and you know continue to get better in this second year yeah
0: um the it's just the comparisons man because that's what grand Delta <laughs> is he's, he's he's all over the place yeah. Do it all- and that really threw a wrench when he tore his Achilles' his rookie year. It really threw a wrench in Joe Wood's plan because he was just going to put him absolutely everywhere. And he has struggled this year. He has struggled. That is one place that if you're looking to go deep and you want to attack, pit is struggling in, in coverage. They don't have a true free safety on this team. We have just a bunch of box safeties. and 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 forward playing safeties. And it, we technically Richard accounts a free safety, but they keep making him inactive. So I don't know what the hell they're trying to do back there. He's the only one too. He's a fifth round pick, you know, and I, yeah. I like Richard LeCount, I think uh, having that big motorcycle, was, it was either a motorcycle or ATV
1: accident when he was down at Georgia. Hmm. Um, oh yeah. I think it, I think it was a motorcycle accident. I think yeah, it was. And yeah. so like
0: it messed up his like combine or whatever. And he like, so he tested really poorly and he fell to like the fifth round when the, when the Browns took him. All right, so same thing we did. Well, actually, you know what, let's just do it overall. Talk about what the defense needs to do to succeed, and then give me your game prediction.
1: Yeah, so, Ben, um, what the defense is going to have to do um, is they're going to have to contain the run game. You know, uh, they're not going to be able to stop it. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Nick Chubb's about to come out and run for 30 yards, and then Kareem Hunt's going to come out and run for 20 behind him. You know, I think if you can hold – uh hold them to about a hundred and try to make Jacoby not that he's you know not been looking great when he's throwing the ball but that's really you know I'd rather take on and lose to Jacoby percent throwing on me than you know watching Nick Chubb just go for 250 which I mean buddy Nick Chubb man could have a day, especially since he's gonna be back in Georgia. I think a lot of people don't really he's gonna have his own little pocket of fans there at the stadium. So it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a homecoming for Nick Chubb. And I think he's very excited. Um, And you know, on the flip side, I think that they're really just gonna have to uh, limit Amari Cooper as well. You know, you're again, you, you can't really fully stop these guys but you know you have to limit them you can't let them be the ones that make the big play you need to be able to force the ball to other people make it tough for jacoby to get get it to the playmakers and stuff like that so you know i think um you know i think we're in for uh you know i think we said uh, said the other day that It's uh, These are the only two teams that have scored more than 26 points in their first three games. And, you know, I think uh, you and I are both a little down on these defenses, so it sounds like it's going to be a little high-scoring affair. I'm going to say – I'm going to say – I don't know if we'll get – I don't know if we'll get a five-touchdown out of either squad, but I'll say 30 – 31 – Man, 31, 28, and I gotta take my Falcons.
0: I, I like that. I was gonna go, I was gonna go 28, 24 Browns. So like somewhere mm. in that, in that yeah. and that it. and and it's so funny when you when you when you do these shows because you're like you you're you you, you, you uh, do you really expect when you ask anybody else that they won't pick you know what I mean? it's like I'm not gonna sit here and not pick the Browns, you're not gonna <laughs> yeah. not pick the browns. Like, what are we even doing? Like, let's just say we think our teams are going to win, and we can you know, Man, I really, really appreciate you taking the time out here to join me. So, before we get off here, please let everybody know where they can find all your stuff.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Jacob, appreciate the opportunity to come on. It's great to talk. You know, I, th- I think this is going to be a really good game this week. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter. Uh, that's my handle, that's right there next to my name, at T R E, three S H O N. And then you can also find us at the Around the Block Network. Falcons underscore ATB. And then of course, like Jacob said, the new Millennium Falcon podcast. You gotta check it out for the name alone. You know, we, we worked hard coming up with that name. And you know, it's uh, it was one of the few things we were really excited for coming into this season. <laughs> so you know, uh really appreciate appreciate being here.
0: All right, man. Well appreciate your time. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow, uh, with our N- week four NFL picks on our Saturday edition. We appreciate you guys and everything checking us out, and we'll talk to you guys next time. As always, go Browns.